Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Everybody, Jurassic Views, Courtney Wright, Bryce Diamond. We repping out here. Other people globe trotting right now. Not gonna say whereabouts, but other people globe trotting, frolicking, gallivanting. We we stay in real. We right here. We're wanting to talk about the Raptors. Um, we don't care about you know diva complexes and and all this kind of stuff vacation who needs vacation we're here to work right Overrated. we ain't got no time for no frolicking <laughs> uh we wish Zai well i've seen some pictures of him on vacation it looks good on him it looks good on him and you know what else what else looks good is scotty barnes in a all purple circa 2000 jersey i saw a picture today my gosh, this guy looks like a Toronto king. Um, people looking fly in Toronto, holding it down for the summer, inspired by Gary Trent Jr. Uh, I've seen some of our other co-hosts, won't mention any names. They looking fly. So everyone out there soaking up the sun, summer loving. Courtney, how are you on this beautiful Wednesday evening? I am fantastic. You just reminded me of something that I'm slightly bitter about because I ordered my Scotty Barnes Rookie of the Year Slam magazine about a Ooh. month ago. I've been anxiously waiting for it to arrive and I left my house to go on a work trip today and about an hour ago I got the delivery notice that it's now at my front door. <laughs> so now that I'm gone I have this beautiful magazine and of course I got the t-shirt to match which uh, I guess I'll have to wait until I get home to enjoy that and rep it but uh i am fantastic it's that kind of uh calm before the storm you know it's not quite pre-season but it's that like pre-pre-season if you, <laughs> so, you know there's lots of exciting trades happening i mean even like an hour ago i got news that josh jackson is now a raptor apparently which uh you know pretty exciting stuff so I'm great. I have been just soaking in the Rico Hines runs. Like <laughs> every work meeting that I have on Zoom, I always have it in the background. Don't tell my boss that, but um, I have been just soaking it all in. And uh, as you mentioned, Scotty, I don't know about you, but he seems to be a little bit beefier. Definitely. I don't know if he's gotten taller or if he's just put on some muscle mass, but he is looking healthy. He's looking fit and he just turned 21 had his first legal drink out with friends. <laughs> so I'm just unbelievably stoked for the season to start. I don't want to wish away the rest of the summer, but I am itching for this season to begin. Uh, Scotty Barnes, uh, his chest is putting the league on notice. There's no doubt about that. Speaking of putting people on notice, make sure you at uh, Alex Wong on Twitter to let him know that the magazine that he published and produced was a little bit on the late side. 
Like, come on, Alex. I know you're a busy man, but we got to get these magazines on time, right? Come on, Alex. I mean, my book came the day that I ordered it, you know? <laughs> I won't hold him accountable. I'll just I'll be that much more appreciative when it does arrive, you know? Yes, that's true. Good things come to those who wait. Uh, thank you for setting up this uh, episode very well. Uh, we will be getting to Rico Hines. We will be talking about Scotty Barnes, the signing of Josh Jackson, hot off the press. And there are other signings and other guys who have got released. And we'll talk about them too. But let's start where we should be starting as basketball fans. Folks, we are in the playoffs. This is the playoffs right now. I ain't talking about no pre-preseason or training camp. We're in the playoffs of the WNBA, and the basketball is good. The ladies are putting up fantastic numbers. The intensity is high. Uh, I am just astonished at 35-year-old young Candace Parker. Uh, Courtney, where do you want to start with the WNBA playoffs? Oh, where to begin? Um, <laughs> you just brought up a whole lot, but now that you mentioned Candace Parker, mm. this might be a hot take, but I'm going to call that a massive snub. When I saw the mm. list of awards come out, I was, um, I don't know, I, I was a bit perturbed, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. The fact that she didn't even make the all-defense team, I was... Uh, I don't know. I was surprised. I honestly, I guess I just kind of thought it was a given, um, even just in the playoffs. Like she's been putting up unbelievable numbers, <laughs> um, like even on Sunday's game against Connecticut. I believe she broke a new record, 15 points, 15 rebounds and five assists, five blocks in one game. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody has ever done that. Literally uh, never. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Candace Parker to me, obviously, like, the sky is a phenomenal team. I'm, I'm actually wearing my sky t-shirt right now from the championship win last year. Oh my um, God. And I know, I know. <laughs> I'm not saying that I think they're going to go all the way. I'm just saying I'm wearing the t-shirts, um, but the playoffs have been a lot of fun to watch. I'll be honest. I haven't been able to catch all of them in real time, but I have been watching the highlights and I've been watching the reruns on league pass and my God, also side note, this is not a sponsorship for anything, but for $32 a year to have access to every single WNBA game whenever I want to watch it has been fantastic. Um, if you believe in women's sports, if you love women's sports, $30, you can have all of this incredible content that has been like for me has been fueling a lot of my summer, especially when I can't catch games live. Again, not an ad, not a sponsorship. I'm just it's my first year having WNBA League Pass, and I found it like such of unbelievable value. Um, yeah. But yeah, the playoffs have been super exciting. What about you, Bryce? Have you been able to catch any of the games? Caught the first game of Sky versus Sun. Uh, Candace Parker was on legendary cheat mode status. Um, she was unbelievable. Uh, reading plays, uh, calling out you know, where, where the, uh, you know, offense was moving, uh, you know, five steps ahead on the offensive end, hitting threes, blocking shots, um, getting to the basket, right side, left side. Um, it was just a clinic 
of, of basketball greatness. Uh, Candace Parker, top five players all time, WNBA history, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably she was well aware of the snubs that she received uh, from the NBA, WNBA awards. Um, so that was an incredible game to watch. Uh, definitely a lot of um, tension in the players because it was a very low scoring game. Mm. Uh, but I also got to see uh, game three of the Liberty Sky series. Oh. And in, in that game, I couldn't believe um, the wall that the Liberty hit at the end. And the sky just used that wall uh, climbing on the backs of the Liberty all the way up to the top and easily took that game in the fourth. Uh, the two guards for the sky, I believe Quigley and Vander Sleuth. Yeah, Courtney um, unbelievable player. I mean, I and, don't think name is her biased, but. <laughs> yeah, both of them were raining threes mm. at the end of that ball game. So really good basketball. Great to see. Uh, the fans, um, you know, in, in sellout records um, and uh, or sellout attendance, uh, you know, just a lot of fun, fun environment. And, you know, this is what we we wait for as, as fans of the playoffs. And this is what uh, the players can't wait to get to. So when it's here, you, you know, you just if you can, um, like you said, put it put uh, work aside or, or have it in the background and uh, really enjoy the game. So yeah, those, those have been some of the games that I've been able to watch. Uh, some predictions. We've got uh, the sky and the sun in the east, uh, aces and storm in the west. Who do you see coming out of those two series? Oh man, well, I was actually surprised that Connecticut got the win uh, the other night. I think it was Sunday night. Um, Chicago swept them throughout the regular season. And obviously, no offense to the Sun, they're an extraordinary team. But I was caught off guard by that. That said, I think in light of the award announcements and everything, I think that CP3 is going to put on a show tonight. I think that she is going to be, I don't know if you want to call it rage or frustration or pure disbelief, but whatever is currently kind of festering inside of her, I think she's just going to unleash it. And I mean, she kind of, you know, she underperformed a little bit, I think, in the series against the Liberty. I know that she at least was not proud of the the performance that she carried. So I think that she wants to prove something to herself tonight, but also, of course, to everyone else. So yeah. I have a feeling Chicago's going to take it tonight. I think it's going to be higher scoring, but I think it'll still be pretty down to the wire. Mm. So, but we'll see. I could be way off base, but I don't know. I got a good feeling about that. And then uh, Seattle and the Aces. I've been loving watching the Aces this, like during the regular season and especially in the playoffs. Um, obviously, Becky Hammond, again, rightfully so, was honored as coach of the year. And I think the votes were something like she received 53 out of the 56 votes. <laughs> like it was a landslide and obviously well-deserved. Um, and just seeing what she's been able to foster with this team has been unbelievable. Um, Asia Wilson, again, being honored as defensive player mm-hmm. of the year. I'm sure her tonight, she's going to be hopefully feeling good, feeling herself. Um, so I mean, we'll see. I know in the last game as well, I actually did catch the first Aces storm game and um 
I had a hard time watching Kelsey Plum, not in terms okay. of performance. Like she obviously was having an off night. There's no okay. doubt about that. She shot two for 10 from the three point line, which is just unlike her completely. So I think she's going to be in a similar situation of wanting to prove something to herself and to the fans and to everyone tonight. I actually, I saw the post game presser and I think she said like two or three words she was very oh, wow. reserved. Like she was, um, it, it was hard to watch. Like, I think that she knows she, she had a couple clutch shots late in the fourth quarter that she missed and mm -hmm. it's not her fault that the outcome was what it was, but, uh, you know, as a player, as a professional, I'm sure that she carries a lot of that weight. So I have a good feeling about Kelsey tonight. Good feeling about Asia Wilson. Um, I, I don't know. I think they're going to show out. And I think that one, I'm, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I do think that the aces are going to have a big, a pretty solid win tonight. Right. Rebound from game one's loss. Uh, I, I think whoever comes out of that series, um, I, personally, I think they're going to win the championship this year. I think both teams are, are just loaded with, with talent. I think the depth of, of scoring and uh, the balance of attack, uh, I think it is just going to be too much for either the sun or the sky. I don't know how you feel about that. Wow. You know, I was actually contemplating this as I was driving here today, literally this exact thing. Um, Cause I posted on my Instagram, you know, is Chicago going to get the back to back? Will they yeah. win again? And a few people reached out being like, are you kidding me? The aces have this, like it's not even close. So then it got my wheels turning a little bit. Um, mm. So I don't know. I'm, I don't disagree with you, but I think that, I don't know. If I had to put my money on it, I'd say it's going to be Chicago and Las Vegas in the finals. I think it's going to be a hell of a matchup. And I, I think the aces could finally do it. I think they could mm -hmm. pull it off. Like if there is a team and a front office staff to get her done, I think this is their year. Yeah. 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 All the stars are, are kind of aligned. Eh? Mm -hmm. yeah. So. yeah. Really good basketball. Well, um, if you haven't checked out the WNBA playoffs, uh, game one of the semifinals is happening right now. Game two after that. So uh, when you'll be listening to this, it'll probably be on the weekend, game three. Uh, so make sure you watch it. The further it gets into the series, of course, uh, the more intensity and the more uh, just incredible moments, clutch shooting. So uh, make sure you watch it. And uh, if you know, we're not here to plug anything, but if anyone from WNBA League Pass is listening, we're happy to plug you guys for a fee. We, we're not uh, above that. So let us know and we can do that uh, anytime you want us to do that. Uh, every episode. Even. Uh, all right, let's continue the, the pod uh, and get back to our squad, the Raptors. It has been a busy summer. Man, does the NBA ever stop putting out content? It's ridiculous. There really um, is no off season. That's no, certainly not for fans or media people. <laughs> uh, but man, it has uh, been filled as, as it usually is, like a great soap opera with lots of gossip, rumor, um, beefs, and, and, and you know, drama created uh, for the upcoming season. 
KD is is now off uh, the trade talks, which I you know what I think is actually good. Go play with your boy Kyrie. Uh, go play with Ben Simmons. Try and uh, have a renaissance for for him. And you know what? Try and go out and win this franchise their first ever NBA championship. What do you think of of, of KD staying in Brooklyn? <laughs> I have many thoughts and I kind of wish that Zaya was here just for this segment because yeah. <laughs> I know he would have many more thoughts. Um, I mean, we've said it. This isn't a surprise. It's not news that Katie is staying in Brooklyn where he signed a four year contract. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it's remarkable or extraordinary. That said, I am a little bit I I wouldn't say petrified, but the idea of a healthy Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons that are all happy where they are, willing to play, showing up for practice and showing out for their team. Ah, that is, it's scary. It's, um, I don't know. I think as long as they're all in a good headspace, physically, they all seem to be pretty well from what I've seen. I think that's going to be a really interesting and maybe, mildly concerning team to follow this year and of course newest addition Yuta Watanabe I mean who can stop that man and I also I don't know I saw an article today saying that he might be seeking revenge against the Raptors given the way that things played out and I kind of I don't know I'm curious about your thoughts for me I, I mean I know that he expressed an interest to stay And it obviously wasn't mutually reciprocated. But to me, it wasn't like I didn't get this sense of bad blood or overwhelming negativity or anything. But I don't know. Like, do you think he's going to be out looking to seek vengeance on us? Well, I mean, first of all, uh, you know, all all the best to you to Watanabe. He uh, was one of the hardest working guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, he, He never he never gave up, whether on the court, in practice um, you know, he, he was uh, a, a very good interview, a, a kind soul um, by every measurement uh, that you can um, look at kindness, at least from our vantage point as fans. But uh, the truth is that Yuta Watanabe had uh, one big thing going against him. And that thing was he couldn't buy a basket. Like it didn't have to do with, you know, uh, what the value of the yen was uh, versus the American dollar. Like this guy could not put a basket together, especially, uh, you know, in, in any moment that mattered for the team in the regular season. I mean, I think he had one game where he, actually scored like a few buckets in a row and that was when virtually everybody on the team was out with COVID so you know if the article is true which I'm gonna guess is not but if the article is true that he's seeking revenge like Yuta uh, I'm happy if you seek revenge because it'll be in garbage minutes when we're up 25 against you so go ahead Yeah, it's like he was a player that I truly, absolutely adored. Even my grandmother, bless her heart, she loved Utah. She always smiled as soon as he got his very brief minutes that he did. And I, I hate to see him go, but at the same time, do I think it was the right call for us? 
a thousand percent without question. And I do really, really hope, I don't know if he's still in Toronto currently or if he's already in Brooklyn, but I do hope that Will Lou gets to go for ramen with him. (laughs) That's the only way I can have closure with his departure. (laughs) That that is true. That is true. I think everyone who who listens to the Raptors show uh, knows that Alex and, and Will have been longing for that moment but uh uh, a moment that uh, may be a little less likely now that he's uh in brooklyn um but this despite the fact that yudawad nabi a 6-9 forward has left our team we have decided to stockpile (laughs) six six eight six nine dudes on our team i mean forget guys like precious achuo scotty barnes otto porter Junior, um, Chris Boucher, Thad Young, and the like, who are going to get minutes. Guys who are going to be fighting tooth and nail to make that top 15. Like, they're, I don't know if there's a guy that we have signed this summer that isn't 6'9 uh, or so it seems. Uh, Josh Jackson, obviously, being added to the mix. Uh, there was the young guy from Michigan State who wasn't drafted. Um, like guy after guy after guy. Um, it's crazy. Um, I don't know. Like we even have Bo Cruz for heaven's sakes. I was just our, sick. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, who, whoever we cut, I would imagine they're going to be six, nine. <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, vision six, nine. The only one that you didn't mention that kind of falls outside of that is of course, new sign Christian Coloco. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> who's been fun, but no, you're right. We're completely stockpiled. It's almost like they know about like an upcoming COVID outbreak or something. They're trying to themselves, <laughs> you know. I'm like, what do you know that we don't? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I I know I've said this on the pod before. Another player, kind of like Utah for me. I love Ken Birch. I really, I think he's an excellent player. I love the way he represents Canada. Does he fit? with our roster and has he performed up to the level that he's been expected to do and that he's being paid to do? I can't really confidently say yes. So it's, I mean, not that I want him to go or anything, but if we're getting rid of a couple more guys, I have a hard time seeing where he fits in and where he's really proven himself worthy. No offense, Cam, really. I love you. I really do, but it's a tough one. Yeah, it's going to be so hard. I mean, Cam really hasn't shown a lot of consistency outside of maybe that six foot. Um, he, he's had his health concerns. Um, even Enrico Hines' highlights, you don't even see him that much. No. Um, you know, Coloco is least getting blocks and catching alley-oops. But, oh, yeah. um, you know, I, I, it's going to be really tough. Now, I think with Nick's relationship with Cam on the national team, I think it makes a lot of sense to keep Cam. He's also a veteran at 29 years old, so certainly one of the older guys on the team. So I could see him, you know, being on the team f- for those reasons, and he's probably a quality individual. The, the question is, does he want to be the 12th or 13th man on a roster? I'm just not sure at this point. Yeah, maybe there's other teams where he could have a bit more, like a bit more of a role, have more presence, get more minutes. And I think that could maybe be a decision that would be mutually beneficial for both the Raptors and whatever team he might end up on. Um, there's a few other players where I'm, I don't even want to say their names out loud because I feel like if tomorrow I find out they're traded, I'm going to feel so guilty. Uh, but there are a couple guys like, um, 
Oh my gosh. OG Ananobi. Again, I love you with my whole heart. I want you to be a Raptor forever. I'd love to see you retire in a Raptors jersey. Um, does he fit with the direction that we're heading in? Is there perhaps a trade package that we could offer up where, yes, we'd be losing him, but maybe we could gain something that would put us in a position to make it a bit uh, further down into the playoff run this year? But I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think, uh, you know, Gary Trent Jr. and OG were the two guys that were probably talked about the most with, um, you know, a boatload of future draft picks uh, for, for KD. Um, I haven't seen OG uh, in too many of the, um, you know, IG highlight packages with Rico Hines. I, I didn't see a lot of him in Vegas. But, you know, maybe he didn't sign the waivers for, for his photo to be shared <laughs> on, on social media or something. I'm going to defend um, my boy. I know that during Summer League, his girlfriend had just graduated from university. and Good he, research. He, well done. Well done. <laughs> I did a lot of Instagram creeping. I searched for <laughs> of that platform. Um, Fantastic. So I guess I'm kind of connecting dots here, but I will say that when Summer League was taking place, he was with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's family and everything at her graduation ceremony and relevant events and everything. So I know I'm a hopeless optimist, but I choose to believe that he was prioritizing family, living out the work-life balance that we all talk about. And there you go. There you go. It wasn't anything offensive to the Raptors or anything like that. When yeah. it was Hines... Yeah, I've seen him in some some clips, you know, but he's certainly not as present as, you know, Pascal, Scotty, even Gary, really, even Christian Coloco, now that I think of it. Yeah, I've seen OG now and then, but he is a bit more scarce for sure. I'm sure he's working on the newest uh, PlayStation commercial for the upcoming season, right? Those take time. Those take time. Um, yeah, it, it's true. He, he's not on there as much, um, but... In all honesty, when I think about uh, what this team looks like, what this team has, where they could go for this year and, and even the next three years, uh, I feel like OG Ananobi is like the, the perfect um, heir to a guy like Andre Iguodala. Like, I think he's got that similar skill set. He's just younger. He's got to grow into it a little more. Um, you know, he, it takes him time maybe to to really feel that he's he, he's comfortable with everything that's going on. There's been lots of shifts um, with the team. He, he hasn't been fully healthy either. So I really think like he's going to be an important guy with the skill set he has. But, um, you know, until we see a full healthy season and we see some more smiles um, I think there's always going to be those question marks against a talented guy who's big and strong, six eight, six nine, right? Yeah, definitely. And again, like for what it's worth, I don't believe the hype that he was unhappy. Even Nick Nurse was pretty quick to dismiss that and everything. Uh, he's a talented guy, and like I would love to see him stick with the Raptors. At the same time, if if he does go somewhere else, I'm sure he'll absolutely shine. And uh, I find the comparison that you just made interesting to Andre Iguodala. Only because earlier today, I listened to an interview with Scotty Barnes' trainer, who his name's Brian McCon, who's been training Scotty since he was in grade seven. And 
he compared Scotty to a young Andre Iguodala. <laughs> he was referring mainly to his unselfishness and the fact that he's very much a team first player who will sacrifice shots that he maybe knows he can make for the sake of setting up his team. And in the context, he was saying it's kind of a blessing and a curse, you know, like Scotty, mm -hmm. he's unselfish. That's a beautiful thing, especially in a young rising star. But he was also saying, like, you got to take more shots. Like, you know, we're obviously trying to develop you into more of an offensive mindset. So be unselfish, be a team player. But at the same time, like he's he's obviously has it in him to be taking more of those shots. So I felt like that was a comparison that I never would have made myself. But it was mm -hmm. uh, Gave me a new perspective on him for sure. Because obviously, like when we drafted Scotty, we didn't know if he could shoot. Well, we knew that he couldn't shoot well. And it was a right. question of can we develop him, you know? And I think that, well, <laughs> I think his season spoke for itself. <laughs> but yeah. I, I'm super excited to see where the next season takes him. And for all of our young players, like in talking about Rico Hines, with Dorico Hines actually joining the Raptors coaches. Unbelievable. Like, I mean, we've already obviously been known for our development, right? And having him on the team, like I'm, again, I know I'm an eternal optimist, but I can't tell you how stoked I am to see like how he's been working with these guys over the summer. I've been watching Rico Hines uh, summer highlights for probably the last five or six summers. And when I see Raptors on there, I'm always looking in, intent, uh, intensely and in with with uh, all kinds of optimism and hope for the for the player, but to see like five, six, seven guys out there all together, you know, playing against, uh, you know, um, Paul George was there and Pat Bev, uh, Steph and Trey Young were there recently too. Montrez Harrell is a regular. Uh, it's exciting, and then. Not only that, but you got guys like Draymond and and Paul George um, saying how good uh, our team is looking right now. Uh, obviously, Fred just handles himself like a vet, and nothing, you know he's not phased by anything. Hell, he's given speeches at the end of these runs, but uh, it's it's good. It feels good to get those compliments. Uh, from those veteran players and, and, and to see them needing to work hard and take an extra dribble or make an extra move to, to be able to shake one of our guys on defense. Um, I would say uh, Scotty Barnes. Um, I, I would say that, that I want him to be uh, developed um, or, or embrace um, the game of a player a legend who said he reminded him of himself, which was Magic Johnson. Um, if that could happen, that would be something truly, truly special. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm on the record here. I don't think it's a matter of if, but when. Wow. Respect. I like I it. I like believe it. that. I don't think, I mean, I've been a Raptors fan. I can literally say my entire life. Yeah, there you I go. Say that. And I've never felt the way that I feel right now. Never felt the way that I did last season going into the season. And it's just, I mean, I don't know. I do I think we're gonna win the championship this year? Maybe, but uh, wow. maybe. Okay, okay. Do I think we have it in us? 
absolutely, undoubtedly. Um, but I think Scotty, like I know we've been saying, he is special. And like you said, seeing the way he was performing against like James Harden, even James Harden gave him credit saying like, this is the way everyone should be challenging me. He's aggressive. He's driven. Like, yeah, it's a scrimmage game, but he's applying that pressure. He's making him work hard. He's making him expel energy and all this focus, right? And that's exactly what you want in a player. And hearing the way that these guys are obviously recognizing him, it's it's remarkable. Like, I remember last season when KD, after a game, said, like, what the hell? This guy's only 20? What? Yeah. You couldn't even believe it, right? So to me, that's... That's a pretty high compliment. And uh, Paul George, as you mentioned, I saw like the clip that I saw of him literally gave me chills. And then I jumped around my room a little bit where he was saying, <laughs> he literally said, Toronto, the first week I saw you guys here online. The second week I saw you guys online. The third week I'm here. You're all still here. <laughs> like he yeah. couldn't believe. It. And he literally, I won't use the language he used. Um, but <laughs> it's he, a family show. <laughs> it's a family show, folks. But he said he would be severely disappointed if we didn't come out hot to start the season. So for me, if you have a player like PG saying that about us, and that's just in again, like a scrimmage match, I'm feeling pretty freaking good about this season. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, well, the good thing about uh, Paul George and the Clippers is that they're in the Western Conference. Um, my hope, as you were talking about the Nets, um, is that they're on the other side of the playoff bracket, <laughs> so we wouldn't have to see them until uh, at the earliest, the, the conference finals, uh, if they got that far. Uh, we'll see what we can do, um, but we'll, we'll leave predictions uh, for, for other times. Um, now, I had mentioned to you off air that I had put out a top 100 list, which is something that Sports Illustrated uh, does every year, and so does ESPN. And I thought, you know what? I've, I've got an hour. I could think about this and put a list together. I usually have like a working top 25 list because everyone always talks about, you know, who's going to make the All-Star Game. So I just call that the top 25. Uh, and then, of course, all NBA um, list is is a top 15. So I'm always thinking about top 15, top 25 anyway. So I just extended it and certainly threw out names that, you know, I don't know a whole bunch about like a guy like Sadiq Bey. I put uh, in the top 100 and, uh, you know, uh, Devante Murray. I said I thought he was going to have a breakout year. But I was I just wanted to hear from you if you thought for sure, hands down, that Pascal Siakam is a top 15 guy in this league. Oh, okay. So you're talking about the upcoming season. Will he be a yeah. top 15 player? Yeah. Like he just made all NBA second time in three years. That's top 15. I know guys were injured um, and guys were on chill mode at, when they knew they weren't going to make the playoffs. Damian Lillard and and uh, Anthony Davis and other guys. But yeah, curious your thoughts on on whether he's a, a top 15 guy. I wish you could see my face right now. There's a whole lot happening over here. <laughs> There's a lot happening. You know, I, I truly do believe so. And I'm reminding myself right now as I'm saying this, that Pascal did not start the season last year. He was out recovering from his shoulder surgery. So yeah. the Raptors for the first, I think, two months of the season, the first six weeks or something like that, we didn't even have him. 
And I've been constantly wondering what the season would have looked like if we did. Obviously, it was a remarkable season, better than I think most people would have predicted for us. But if we just had him that much longer, and I did reference, I oh, I think he's top 15. If I had to put a specific number on it, yeah. and I'm going to check this podcast in the future, I'm going to say... <laughs> I'm gonna say the twelfth, nice. nice. <laughs> and I'm gonna say that obviously giving Pascal the credit that he deserves, but also the players that he has surrounding him going into those this season, the people yeah. that will set up plays for him, that will set him up for shots. I think that he is very well positioned to absolutely go off this season. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, he was my number 13. Oh. And the, the guys that are usually like talked about um, in the same kind of conversation, the same kind of tier, let's call it, within the NBA uh, elite players are guys like Devin Booker, uh, guys like Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Trey Young. And for me, like when I think of Pascal on both sides of the ball, when I think of how he can guard virtually anyone who steps on the floor, mm -hmm. save for maybe a guy like Embiid, who's just an absolute monster. Um, and then I think of on the offensive end, what are the things he can do and can't do? Um, he can basically do everything that you uh, want him to do. Now, is he as elite offensively um, as some of those guys in the top 20 uh, top 25. No, like a guy like Bradley Beal has got more offensive talent, certainly from a scoring position. But when you add in Pascal's ability to get to the basket, hunt mismatches and play make mm -hmm. um, with low turnovers, I don't know too many guys who have that overall package better than Pascal Um unless you're going to name the very best that the game has to offer, like a Luka Doncic or LeBron James. So I really think he is a top five. I think he'll be, um, you know, prepped and ready to go for, to make the top um, uh, 15, the all NBA group, even if Kawhi is healthy, even if mm -hmm. AD is healthy. Um, so you know, I'm glad we're in agreement. I'd love to hear Zaya's take, but if you get the chance to see the my top 100 list, I'd love to know what you think and, and what other people think. Oh, please um, share it with me. I'd love to tear it apart. Yeah, it's all, all public on Twitter. People have commented uh, quite a bit over the last week, whether in DMs, uh, via text, or on Twitter in the comment section. Oh, I'm so I, I actually took my first week off since the oh, pandemic started. well done well done and i actually did not go on my computer which was very weird i felt like i was missing a limb or something but now i'm like this is why i go on my computer so i can see all of your hot takes so i, <laughs> and I the last thing i will say just on the note of pascal and i know we've touched on this before i truly don't think that he's reached his ceiling yet mm -hmm. so i, I say right now maybe number 12 you're saying 13 I do think he has the ability to become a top 10 player in the league. Yeah. I don't know if this is the season, but he's right. 28. He's been playing basketball for 11 years now. And I think that he, I don't even know if he knows what his ceiling is yet, but I don't think we've seen him reach it yet. 
Man, when I when I think of a healthy Fred Van Vliet, uh, a a grown man, Scotty Barnes, <laughs> Pascal Siakam on all cylinders, uh, with all his skills, uh, you know, coming together, reaching those peak levels, and then complementary players like OG Iggy, Ananobi, and uh, you know Precious Achuo coming back all hyped up from his time in Nigeria, um, a vet like Otto Porter Jr. who can uh, hit a three-pointer uh, in his sleep. Like, it is scary. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets are scary, don't get me wrong. The Boston Celtics will be very good. But damn, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned if I'm other Eastern Conference fans and, and franchises because our team is looking very good going into – training oh i'm with you a thousand percent again especially the front office and coaching staff that we have around us supporting our team oh my <laughs> and we've got some new guys who i don't really know how they'll fit yet but like Otto porter jr for example i'm super curious to see how he fits in our mold you know because he's someone we haven't really seen play with our team yet so right. I, like i think preseason will give us a good indication of what to expect but yeah, you're, that's so true about Precious. And even uh, I actually only learned today that Dorico Hines coached Precious's older brother, whose name is God's Gift Achua, which uh -huh. is just a beautiful name. But yeah, so this guy, he's very familiar with Precious's family. I also learned that he had been working with Pascal since 2018, leading into our championship run. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I remember watching them. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I, I think you're right. I think that I know I'm biased, but we're a lot scarier than other folks might realize. And the ones that are scared have every right to be. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, well, outside of basketball uh, in the summer, a lot of times this is when people go on road trips uh, you know, people return uh, to their homeland or our hometown. Uh, we've seen Jokic riding horseback, um, for instance. And we've, as I mentioned, we've seen Precious Achuo at basketball camps in Nigeria. Uh, have you been able to return um, just just as a as a fan of the city of Toronto? I was able to get back home to Saga and and see the ends, but. Have you been able to uh, get back into TO and what was that like? Oh, that's a great question. I actually love that because I used to spend a lot of time when I was a teenager in Toronto. Um, but as an adult, I haven't really spent a lot of my life there. I've been mainly in Ottawa. Um, but this summer, I've probably spent more time in Toronto and the surrounding area than I have in the last few years, which is kind of weird, but kind of awesome. And I've caught myself falling deeply, madly in love with the city again in the way that I never thought I would. Um, like, for example, a couple weeks ago, I went to a Jays game. Oh, yeah. We lost 8 nothing, and I had Ooh. so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, not impressed with the boys, but just being in the atmosphere of surrounded by other sports fans in Toronto being in a community like that was so beautiful uh the next day I went to the National Bank Open in Toronto got to see some incredible tennis which was just unbelievable 
Um, and I've just been kind of hanging out around the city. I've been, I guess, fortunate that my work has taken me there in the last few weeks. And it's been beautiful. It's, it's not quite the same energy as when there's a Raptors game. Like I'll walk downtown, I see a bunch of people in Jays jerseys. It's an exciting energy. Not quite the same as like Raptors game day in Jurassic Park, you know. Yeah. Um, but that said, I did actually go to the Scotiabank Arena Raptor store the other day. I picked up my roadie t-shirt, which I'm super hyped about. Um, and I got a little Vince Carter Funko Pop from when he was Rookie of the Year. Um, so <laughs> I, mean, I have been falling back in love with the city. And I think I'm going to be here a lot throughout the fall, which... Obviously, now that the regular season schedule is out, I've been looking and trying to align some dates here and there. Um, I was a bit bummed and hear me out to see that our home opener this year is going to be against the Cavs. Right. And I only say that because the last Raptors game that I went to was last wow. year. It wasn't the home opener, but it was one of our first games of the season. And yeah. it was against the Cavs. And we right. lost by one point. <laughs> That the refs honestly stole that game. Oh, from me. Thank you. Oh, it was terrible. The last three minutes, those officials just blew it. Yeah, I was. A, if you heard the crowd on TV screaming some profanities, I was probably the loudest of all of them. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was disappointing because I know that we earned the win and we didn't get it. So I like when I saw that on the regular season schedule, I was like, why? But at the same time. I think that we're going to get it this year. So yeah, I, I honestly, I plan to go to a lot of games this year. I like it. One of the I nice, like the beautiful things about, I guess, the pandemic is being able to save some money, being in a position to go. And uh, I'd love to. And I think, I don't know, as part of our crew, it's almost like homework. I feel like we have an obligation at the very mm. least. It's our, our due diligence, right? Yeah. No, I, I, I don't disagree. I, I love getting uh, back to the city. Uh, I love to be around, you know, fans of the game. Um, it's it's wonderful to be by the lake, which always kind of has a, a bit of an ocean-like feeling, obviously not the same, but um, to get to to see a game, to be there live, it's like live music, you know, like it's one thing to listen to an album, but when you actually can take in, uh, you know, the music with all these other folks who know it, um, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, um, quite, quite heartfelt and, and quite magical. So, yeah, I hope you get to as many games as possible. I'm hoping to get to see the 905 play, which sounds like it will be an all six, nine starting lineup. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> I'm also cause, cause a friend just moved, uh, to back to Michigan. I'm hoping to get at least to back to, to, to one Toronto versus uh, Detroit game um, and maybe even two if it's in the cards. So we'll see about that. I'll keep you posted on dates and travel. We don't have to release that on, on air, but uh, very exciting season to say the least. Actually, you just brought up, I know that this was not, uh, we didn't plan on going there, but you just sparked something <laughs> in me bringing up the Pistons. <laughs> Yeah. It sparked a little bit of fury. What the hell do you think is going to happen with us and the Pistons this season? Good golly. I mean, the year after we won the championship, we actually swept them in the season series. Uh -huh. um, but then um, I think it was the third game. We only played them three times, I think, that year, where normally we play them four times. Um, 
in that third game, I think three of our players got injured. Marcus Saul got injured. Norm Powell hurt his shoulder again. And I want to say Pascal was the third guy. Um, but it was like, even in a sweeping of the team, even in a, in a, in a win in Detroit, Dwayne Casey still got his revenge. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. I mean, I, I don't know. I think we did him a little bit dirty. I love Nick Nurse. I think in hindsight, it was the right call. But I understand where he's coming from. I don't know how the hell he's managed to beat us so consistently over the last season. But I'm, uh, I'm hoping that curse is behind us moving forward. Yeah, they, and they should be better quality games. I mean, even last year when we played them, we might have had one game where we actually played uh, with some semblance of, um, you know, basketball knowledge and IQ. Uh, I think there was one game we got beat by like 35 in Detroit and then played a back-to-back the next night against the Bucks and beat them without Fred. And it was just like, what is happening right now? How, how can we look like a, a junior varsity team one night and then look like, you know, like a legitimate playoff team the next. It's just so funny. But that's the, the curse of Dwayne Casey. You know, we'll have to figure that out. The quality of basketball should be better as Cade Cunningham's going to be uh, a year longer in the tooth. As I said, Sadiq Bay, I think, will have a breakout year. And, uh, you know, they're just I, – I think Dwayne Casey's going to have him prepared. Isaiah Stewart is not going to just be trying to run around the court, trying to grab LeBron James. I think he'll be ready for – for real basketball instead of tank basketball. So uh, they should be good games, but hopefully, gosh, hopefully we get two or three wins against them. <laughs> At the very least. <laughs> At the bare, bare minimum. I'm uh... um, Courtney, every year that I uh, the NBA season starts, I always have what I call a league pass team which is a team besides the Raptors that I can just turn on, watch for a quarter, maybe watch like, uh, you know, a second half. Is there a team this year that you're like, oh, I really want to watch those cats play just the way they're, they're put together. Maybe it's a young team. Maybe it's a team that's uh, had some health concerns in the past and now they're getting healthy. A- any league pass team for you this year? Oh my God, that's such an interesting question that I was in no way prepared for. Um, All right, well, I can I can help no. give you a little bit of time. Are you ready? No, well, yeah, if you take it away, I, I actually had two come to mind, which I feel like they're impulsive. So maybe that means it's real or maybe it means I'm just pulling them out of thin air, let's call it. Well, last, uh, last year, uh, obviously, you know, very... Um, you know, obvious reasons why I chose this team. I picked the Chicago Bulls last year because they had DeMar. Of course. Um, so, so that was uh, – but the season before that, I uh, actually had the Atlanta Hawks, and they did very well, obviously, getting to uh, the conference finals, losing uh, unceremoniously against the Bucks. But they did have a, an incredible run beating the Philadelphia 76ers and mm-hmm. basically broke up the band when they did. And then the year before that, was uh, I watched uh, the Phoenix Suns without Chris Paul. He, he was on Oklahoma that year. And it's just like, gosh, it's so much fun. Um, if I had to pick a team this year, 
Um, I'd pick Denver because Porter Jr. is coming back, um, you know, Michael Porter Jr. And, and also, um, you know, Jamal Murray, for heaven's sakes, Jamal Murray is coming back. And I just, I think they could be uh, a real, real dynamite contending team. So that's going to be my league pass team. So uh, who, what are your thoughts? Who's your team? Interesting. Okay, so this is a team I've been curious to watch for a while. I don't I don't think they're going to win at all. I don't think they're a top contender per se, but I am absolutely infatuated and just very curious is the New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, yeah, with Zion coming back. <laughs> I think that's going to be fascinating. And I even love watching them. Like Jonas Valanciunas, he's one of my favorite rappers. There you go. Time. There you go. Um, but between him, Brandon Ingram, like CJ McCollum, Josh Hart, like they've got a pretty solid team. And I think with Zion coming back, obviously there's a lot of questions there. We've seen some footage of him in the gym working out. Like he's looking fantastic. He's looking healthy. He's fit. He's been dunking, but he hasn't played in the NBA in a while. Right. So it'll be a big question mark, but there's a hell of a lot of potential there. So for me, that's going to be a very fun team just to watch and enjoy. And one team where, I don't know, when you're a diehard Toronto sports fan in general, you get so invested and emotionally distraught. And the Pelicans are one team where I can watch and you don't care too much about the outcome. You can just enjoy the sport for what it is. So that'll be my league pass team. Nice, nice. Well, uh, let me know. Text me like during the game that you're watching uh, the New Orleans Pelicans and I'll make sure to open a bottle of wine so I can give a toast to CJ McCollum, the sommelier of the NBA. (laughs) Um, But uh, hey, uh, this has been a lot of fun to reconnect. I know the summer has been full. Uh, We've been here, there and everywhere. Um, and uh, I look forward to, to connecting with you and Zaya, but it's, it's nice to, to be able to do an episode, just, just the two of us. So uh, cheers to you uh, on this evening, and uh, can't wait for uh, the big three of G- JV to, to reunite very soon. I love it. A note to end on, Chicago is up 32 to 24. Folks, go Ooh, enjoy yeah. the game. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Courtney. Peace. Have a wonderful night. I think I don't I don't do dreaming, boy. I'm on your culture. I do artists.